Welcome to the VRV Podcast, where we highlight different better-known businesses and nonprofits. Yeah, we're rolling. All right. Yeah, man. So, anyways, good to see you, brother. Good to see you, too, man. How have you been? <laughs> good, good. Um, for... Uh, I'll, I'll say one quick thing before we do it because I'm not doing intros. Well, I am here with Brian with Patriot Moose, but we're just gonna just talk and BS and whatever comes up comes up. But um, Brian kind of approached me with this idea, just uh, talking to each other about with everything going on. So, yeah, that's what I guess this episode's all about. So, anyways, yeah, <laughs> <back> to us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, it's um, it's good. If things are obviously really, really different, um. You know, here in Colorado, where I'm in Colorado Springs, but yet I've got Manitou Springs, which is really connected to the town. If you're not from here, you'd think it's all one town. But the difference in the way they're handling this whole COVID stuff is just night and day. Like Manitou's up, open. They were having, it was like a month and a half ago, they had just all the shops are open. They had bands out on the street, like just great time. So it was nice to see. Um, but yeah, it's... um. We'll, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks again. But how, how are you doing, man? Uh, <clears throat> I've been doing all right. You know, uh, you know, when we were in quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, things were things were good. You know, we're mm-hmm. working from home and uh, just kind of like rediscover the joys of being home, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, I, I found I was more productive work-wise. Um, uh, you know, does that work like across the board or like Patriot Moose or is, uh, well, um, so I started, I kind of re restarted the Patriot Moose. Um, uh, I think we talked in our first episode, uh, I took a break for a while. Mm -hmm. I took, uh, 2019 off. And then, uh, during COVID during lockdown, I started tinkering around, around with some flags and, uh, um, and then before I knew it, I mean, it was going like like the first time around. You know, people were people were lighting me up for orders and stuff, and uh, so I was I was busy. Um, you know, between work and the Patriot Moose, uh, things were going great. Then the uh, I think what kind of like derailed everything was the uh, the whole civil disturbance mess. You know, yeah, um, and. So I work, I work on the, on a, I work for the Army National Guard, for lack of a better word, headquarters. Um, even though we're not really technically a headquarters, but we're in Arlington, and I, I work in the operations, um, operations division, and my particular branch, we are like the eyes and ears for our three star, mm-hmm. and so. You know, with with COVID and with uh, with civil disturbance, we had to go twenty four seven. You know, uh, two two days on, two days off. You know, you know, just twenty four seven. And it's just, you know, things got hot and heavy. You know, things yeah. got crazy. And uh, now we're in the first month of hurricane season. And, uh, so, you know, we're the eyes and ears for the three star for that. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and with COVID, COVID, uh, kind of spiking again all over the country. 
um, there's, <clears throat> I don't foresee any relief in sight for a while. So, you know, well, it is what it is. We'll wait till the election happens and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say, yeah. but oh my gosh, man. You, I mean, I don't know. And it's, it's hard because, so like, I have, COPD, right? So I should be the ones that it's just completely staying at home and done it up. But I've got, you know, VRV and then my real estate. So I I have to be out. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I'm wearing a mask, sometimes I'm not. I, I respect in the places that have me wearing a mask. But I mean, it's crazy. I know it's different here than over there. And everybody has their, you know, opinions about it. But I'm just like, when I break it down and I really look at these stats, I'm just like, I got more chances of a higher percentage of catching an STD <laughs> from a bathroom here than I do, uh, you know, catching COVID. I mean, I don't want to take away from the, you know, it's, it's obviously, um, you know, a mega thing that's pandemic that's going on, but you know, the chances of getting it, we're, I'm in a less dense area, obviously than New York and Jersey and all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's different, but, um, it, one of the things that blew my mind here that I don't think I'll ever really understand is they locked down the national parks out here. So like you've got mm. Rocky mountain national park, thousands of acres, just open land, just absolutely gorgeous. And they locked it down. And, um, mm-hmm. it was, I, I just never, under, I, I get it. Maybe like the first month when everything was, you know, everything was peaking and they were saying hospitals are going to be flooded, but then, None of that happened, like here in Colorado, like none of that happened where where we're at because they had all these tents set up and this and that, nothing. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there was some, but there wasn't what New York experienced whatsoever. But um, after that, I'm like, okay, so we're still locked down. People are literally going crazy. The domestic violences are going up, the family issues. And um, I'm like, why not? Why Why can't people go walk in a gigantic national forest where they're going to be <laughs> miles from people, you know? Right. So, I don't know, though. I don't want to yeah. piss anybody off, but, you know. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think the pandemic and then the uh, civil disturbance breakouts, um, you know, it's it sad that a pandemic were people's lives are at risk some more so than others Mm -hmm. has to be a political hot button issue you know right Right. uh i think that's the thing that's frustrating is you know you got both sides of the aisle and they're both pointing fingers at each other Mm -hmm. instead of coming to a common ground solution for the benefit of the country and it's for that reason because of all that all that strife all that bickering back and forth that i try very very hard not to watch any news yeah i'm Um, glad you brought that up yeah yeah so um it's just you know and then we're just constantly bombarded with with uh what's going on with the uh you know the civil disturbance yeah um and the the causes of it, it it's just it's just every it's just there in our faces yeah oh dude you cannot you cannot get away from it whatsoever and it's you know i'm i'm all about the blm movement and this and i understand everything and, and totally get that but it's sometimes like like um 
like you were saying with the news, it's like my morning ritual used to be, you know, getting up when I was getting breakfast and all that. I would have the news channel on. And I'm not I'm not specific to one news channel. I buzz through all of them to see everybody's different opinions and this and that. But then got to the point I'm just like, I don't I don't even want to turn on the news. I really do not care right now because it's just yeah. it's just like like just overflowing with negativity no matter which news station it's on. And I just want to be like, where's where's the good at? Where's the good at out there that you guys can go find that people are doing? Right. Um and it's 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 crazy. Um but then with the like Netflix, I was like, oh, we'll go find something that's on with Netflix. And then Netflix, everything, it seems like they've got a category for like racism. I'm like, really? I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I don't care. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. It's not, it's not. It's like, it's like they're forcing me to be uh, like discriminative or you know, like they're, they're just pushing it so much. And I'm like, I just do, I've never thought about that but you guys are making me be like do i want to watch this movie with a black actor do i want to watch with an Af- Af- or or um white person or asian I'm like i don't know like i'm like it i don't care i just want to watch a movie <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> come because on. because netflix is is our outlet for just you know zoning out <laughs> yeah zoning out like mm-hmm. you know clear clear your mind of all the clutter that bombards it every day. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, <clears throat> so I, I've been watching, you know, the posts, if it's not the news media, it's social media, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. everybody is suddenly an expert, right? Yeah. You know, they come out of the woodwork. They, they have the answers to everybody's, to all the problems. And, and so, I, I mean, I have to admit, I mean, I, it, it's been a wake up call for me because, um, I know, see in, in our line of work or our business, you know, mm-hmm. i.e. the military, everything is cut and dry. It's, it's left and right. You're either on this side of the line or on that side of the line. There's no gray area. There's no gray zone. Uh, but when you distance yourself from that, you realize you're kind of caught in the middle and because you're trying to figure things out. And I yeah. think I think uh, I think that's where we are. And we've seen we've seen people's posts uh, on the page. And I get it. You know, certain things don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I was listening to a podcast episode this morning during my workout. And uh, I'm just going to put a plug in here. Uh, the podcast that I was listening to is from Chasing Excellence. Um, and to, the episode I listened to was uh, r- featured Ryan Holiday, who is uh, big on the, on the Stoics, you know, Stoic, mm-hmm. Stoic thinking, Stoic philosophy. And he brought up a good point that kind of put, the posts that we've been having to kind of control or police up in the, on the page, you can either respond or you can react. Right. And I think that we are so prone right now to reacting instead of taking a step back, measuring what our position is, and then putting out a calculated response. Right. Right. Um, 
And I think that's where we are. We're, we're so we're so prone to react. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've got all these. I think it was a quote from Mike Tyson with something like, you know, all these all these um, people are so used to being so tough on social media when all they all they deserve is just a quick punch to the face to get them to straighten up something to that kind of matter. But, but it's um, so I've, I've ventured into the TikTok world with this, as you know, with this whole COVID thing. Um, and you know, the VRV group pretty quick over there with some of our stuff, but it brought in these trolls and, and this guy always tags me on these videos and he <laughs> sounds so creepy too. He sounds so creepy, but he's just like, um, He's like, you could you could see this cloth and it shows the American flag. And he's like, I just I just used it to wipe my ass or something like that. And he's like, you could see it on there. And he's like, this flag means or this cloth means nothing. And then he lights it on fire and he's laughing. And it's like a creepy freaking video. Mm. And he's like laughing as it burns. And I know he's just like, because he's tagging me, he's tagging all these other people. And he's just wanting reactions on tiktok with the algorithms the more you view it the more you like it the more you comment then it'll just blow up and i'm like i was fired up because i was like oh this this dude and then i'm like no not not gonna do anything you know and i actually did do something i actually did make a video like two days later but i didn't do in tiktok where you can react or respond to people's messages via video so you'll make your own video it'll show their comment in the video and then it'll reply to it within that section too it's actually kind of cool rather than having a little typing war um Mm -hmm. so i but i didn't do that with him because i didn't even want to acknowledge him but i just said hey you know obviously i'm we're growing here on tiktok and i've got the trolls on me burning the flag but i was like you know what that flag gives you the right to do that you know mm-hmm. i was like some of us have chosen to raise our hand and 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 volunteer to serve this country and protect the flag and the constitution what every all of our values that america holds and others like you you have that right to burn that flag and say that stuff you want to do it that's fine i'm not right that's that's your right and that was it and it actually made me feel so much better just saying it rather than going to a little typing war or directly mm-hmm. responding to his comment. I haven't heard from him since. I think he knows <laughs> that he's not going to get nothing out of me whatsoever. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a sad state right now with everybody with, with social media where um, they'll take clips, whether it be the president or whether it be Nancy Pelosi, wherever, whoever it is, and they'll have it fit their agenda, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a certain one I'll talk to you offline about this, um, that it has to do with like Trump and he's like acting like he's choking and this and that. And they related it to the BLM movement with George Floyd when that recording was months prior, but all these people because somebody grabbed this little snippet of Trump acting like he's choking. What he was referring to was Mike Bloomberg during the um, the debates. Because he mm-hmm. choked. He did. He choked back. Yeah, you know, yeah. Trump was calling him out. But then they took that and made it about George Floyd and BLM movement and how Trump's super racist and this and that. But I'm like, I, are you guys serious? And one person put this thing up and at the time it had like, I mean, it was within... 
the day, the day he was putting it up, when I saw the video, it was like 380,000 views and like some 30,000 comments about how our racist president, this, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, research, yeah. research. Like, at any time, like, it doesn't matter if it's Democrat, Republican, Independent, it doesn't matter. Like, when I see something out, especially on social media, I mean, like, no, wait, did they really say that? And I'll look right. it up, yeah. and I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I do too. And, and you know, even before all this mess, before mm-hmm. the pandemic, and before um, you know the the civil disturbance and, and, and all that, is uh, people would post stuff, and I'd be like, "Really? Did that really happen?" <laughs> so I'll go out and you know, I'll, I'll I'll research it. And you know, the internet is what the internet is, right? Right. I mean, uh, if you if you believe everything on the internet, uh, um, as Abraham Lincoln once yeah, said, yeah, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Uh, um, just like, and a few people, I, I've kind of like, I, I won't call them out publicly. Mm-hmm. I'll send, I'll shoot them a DM, and they said, hey, look, man, uh, <clears throat> you, you may want to take this down because here's what really happened. Right. Or here's what was really said, mm-hmm. and I'll post a. I'll, I'll give them a few links where they yeah. can go and see for themselves. Right. Some of them. Some of them have walked. You know, walked it back. Mm-hmm. Others are saying, "Well, if, if my post is wrong, what makes you know false? What makes you think you, you're you're yeah. you're saying is right?" I was like, yeah. you know what? You're you're absolutely right. But if you're going to go out there, put yourself out there with standing by something that you post boy you got to be ready for some right some, uh you know flash flashback or flashbang on it because i mean i mean who who among us now post with the most innocent of motives right yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we, we 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 post things from our world view and you know, maybe someone will latch on to it. Others will not. And we and we measure our credibility by the number of likes. Right. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, is <clears throat> you know, someone posted yesterday, you know, about the Emancipation Memorial. Uh, posted the picture and said, what is this mess? Was this the one in the Facebook group? Did you uh, delete, yeah. Or is this just something yeah. unrelated? Yeah, something unrelated. Oh, okay. I saw it last night, mm-hmm. and, and this person po- posted it and said, what is this mess? Tear it down. I was like, okay. You know, I, I've heard, I've seen a lot of posts. I've heard a lot of dialogue uh, about this particular memorial. Let me go and read about it. You know, the memorial was the idea or the brainchild of an organization back in the 1800s called the Freedmen's Memorial Association, Mm -hmm. a group of emancipated slaves. Uh, They wanted to recognize Abraham Lincoln as the individual who was primarily responsible for their emancipation from slavery. Mm -hmm. The first person to have donated any money to that to the construction of that memorial was uh, uh, was a freed slave mm. from Virginia. It was a it was a lady, and she donated five dollars. 
Um, it was a lot back in the day. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, you want to tear it down, but do you really rec- do you really know the story behind it? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you when you look at, you know, from their perspective, you want to you you look at a white man standing above a kneeling uh, a kneeling slave, but you don't really know the story behind it. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the full imagery, so the 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 slave that's kneeling is a freed slave and the shackles are are like the architect or the sculptor deliberately had the shackles broken yeah to to symbolize hate and and his intent uh he wanted to portray abraham lincoln as like standing back like he was amazed you know like here we have a, a free slave, and this is just an awesome sight to see. Mm-hmm. But people don't research that. People look at the people look at the image, and they say, "Well, it it, it signifies white supremacy." And you know, it's just. But you know what? We're guilty of doing the same thing when we say, when we see the the slogan "Black Lives Matter." Right. Right. Um, there's the graph. There's a graphic uh, I saw yesterday where you have all these different colored uh, fists, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the top row, the 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 you, you have the black fist. Mm-hmm. And people in the in the caption was, "We think Black Lives Matter means that Black lives are more important than all these other races." Mm-hmm. But really, if you look at the second row of the graphic, they're all at equal heights. Right. Um, and they're just demanding. They're just asking for equality. Right. Um, right. So, you know, I, I, all, all these, all the disputes that we're seeing ongoing, is fueled by, are fueled by, just our skewed perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know. That's like one of the because I've gotten a couple messages from um, different people about. All right, are you going to do like a Black History Month thing? Are you going to do this and that or or whatever? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not. I'm. It's all veterans. Like we're all brothers and sisters. You know, you're well. You still are wearing the uniform, but when I never saw color. You know, yeah, we we were it, it doesn't didn't matter if we're downrange. You'd be like, oh, man, we got to we got to wake up. We should wait up for this dude. And somebody else is like, no, we shouldn't because he's black. There was none of that. Like, right. it, you know, it, it, it just didn't matter. And that's why, like with the VRV and thank you for the other day, because somebody came down and I guess put some political crap up in the Facebook group. And um thanks for getting on that, because I, I've not been getting notifications whatsoever. But mm. Um, I, I, um, I never want the VRV to be even, I, I put up a thing for TIG the other day and I shouldn't have, um, John Teagan, the Benghazi survivor, um, I was chatting with him and he did a motorcycle rally up to Denver to kind of protesting the lockdown orders, this and that in the state of Denver. So he was looking for, um, basically, um, group lieutenants, riders to lead the packs in certain locations throughout Colorado Springs all the way up to Denver. 
So I put that out there that they were looking for this and that. And then I got some heat from it. They're like, are you really putting this up and this and that? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should not have put that up whatsoever. Because I, I got, you know, TIG messing me. I'm like, oh, cool. It's freaking TIG. Da, da, da. And then um, all he needs my help. And I'm like, that's sweet. So I got ahead of myself when, you know, he's going towards this, you know, when it boils down to is this political rally, basically, because they're just wanting to open Colorado back up. But I'm like, I can't do that. Um, anytime there's anything, there was some other stuff going on um, here in the Springs, and they, they want the VRV down to it. And maybe I may be supportive of it. And if I am going down to anything that's semi like that, you will not see anything VRV related whatsoever. Um, but even even as far as if somebody sees my car parked down, say even at a BLM rally, if they see the VRV car parked down there, then that's who knows who that's going to freaking affect. You know what I mean? Right. Whether we like it or not. And I just do not want... I want the VRV to be about veterans. I don't care. You know, you know me. I don't care about your skin color, which I identify as. It does not matter. If you serve this mm -hmm. country, I freaking love you. So, um, yeah. But thank you for the other day for deleting those posts, man. Yeah, sure. Hey, you know, um, and the funny thing is, you know, uh, the last two days, there have been uh, three or four others that I've had to you know, kind of adjudicate and, um, you know, kudos to some of our, uh, our members or conscientious members who are reporting the posts. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, we're not for any VRV members who, who listen, uh, we're, we're not out to censor anyone. Um, you know, VRV is designed to be a collaborative, network of support um you know just like we stood by each other in the ranks across whatever formations we stood in uh we're doing the same thing here through vrv we're not we're not here to build uh, preferences for any one group one mm -hmm. one color whatever uh everyone is you know we view as having equal stature Right. So if we take something down is because we have the good of our community as a whole at mind. Yeah. Uh, and we would ask that if you want to react or respond to something that you just do it on your personal page um, and, and not not in the group, um, I, I think that would be the, the better approach. Yeah, and and you know, kind of kind of going back to your the other posts, like the political posts, where um, you'll see people looking for reactions, uh -huh. um, and I think I'm more fine tuned to those now, especially with the kind of looking over the VRV Facebook group page, where you'll get these people coming in to solicit their business, which drives me nuts. Where I want it, where the VRV members are soliciting their businesses or they're advertising their new products. But you get these guys in and gals that are a member of like 300 or so different Facebook groups. And you'll just see them <laughs> post the same thing in different groups. And all they're doing is fishing, fishing uh -huh. for freaking leads for these likes for whatever to rile people up. And I'm like, not, this isn't the place for that whatsoever. I, 
I actually just deleted two of them just now. So, <laughs> um, like, it just, it just, I see right through that when people are, whether they're putting up a post about, there's one thing, like, so if you were, if you did a post for, you know, Patriot Moose or something, all right, cool, we already know him, this and that. But if we got some newcomer that comes in, it's just like, bam, you need to buy my products and this and that, da da da. I'm not going to interact with anybody else, but I expect everybody to come and buy my stuff and, and support me. I'm like, this isn't that group. This, this right. is, this is, you know, almost like the military mentality again on, on how you're going to help out your troops or whoever it is to, to push through, you know? Um, but one thing, and I, you need to get involved with these, Brian, <laughs> but we, you know, one thing with this COVID is it was kind of Jason with entrepreneur source, me and him kind of brainstormed this was the, the VRV happy hours on Thursdays, you know, and uh-huh. those have been so nice seeing everybody's facing faces, meeting new faces, but having the collaborations and everybody supporting each other. But it's something that I'll, I've got about 15 that are regulars that were, they're so excited, especially Chris with gold star holster. She gets so excited to, to come down to these and tune in and, and talk to people uh-huh. on the Thursdays. But cause a lot of us, you know, need that social interaction where a lot of these Thank goodness, like you and me are still employed where so many people have been laid off and they don't right. have that social interaction anymore. This is their kind of different route for it. So mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to tune into this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to. You know, most of my time, uh, so the, I, I don't know about the Air Force, but uh, in some of the other service branches, but the Army loves to put their uh, people through uh <laughs> professional military education pme they call it yeah Mm -hmm. and uh as a major we have to do this course called ioe and i started it in uh november of 18 and um i'm just you know uh classic procrastinator okay so it's Uh, it's self-paced then yeah well i mean you could do it one of you know three different ways and i chose to do it all distance learning um and now I'm paying the price for my uh, procrastination. <laughs> uh, I got an email a couple of weeks ago that said, hey, uh, if you're in this academic year, you need to be finished with phase two by August 1st. Well, oh, crap. So uh, uh, everything's been every other than work. Uh, everything else has been put on hold until I you know, get myself through this. And then I just got to. Uh, get into phase three right away and and knock this thing out yeah. uh, so that's been taking up like most of my time and it you know it it's as with anyone else i find it very hard to keep sitting still in yeah. one place for extended periods of time and um so it's been a real struggle um and then you know at at, at my current rank we have to leave behind you know, thinking tactically and operationally, we have to think strategically. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and your writing has to reflect it. This is really a test, a course that's designed to help you think and write strategically. Oh, uh, man. So, you know, it, it's it, the learning curve on that for some is really, really steep. For others, it's not so much. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, that's kind of like taking over my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm not a writer. I cannot. I'll have all the thoughts going through my head in the world, but as soon as I grab up a pencil to put it on the paper, yeah. just there's there's a huge freaking. I guess there's construction going on in that highway to get it over. So <laughs> I cannot well, bridge that gap. <laughs> some, some people are better speakers than they are writers, and some yeah. are better writers than they are speakers. I I tend to do better as a writer, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, it's it's writing the way that this course wants you to write. Uh, it's it's just been a challenge. Now, is it? Do you think it's something that you can take on the outside, or is it mostly just this is going to stay with the military, and I'm never going to need to write like this again? Uh, so old habits die hard, right? So a lot of the <laughs> habits that we have now probably were formed through or because of the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this thing with writing is something that I do not wish to carry with me <laughs> because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it just depends on what line of work I go into when I finally hang up the uniform for the last time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, I still haven't decided what I want to do when I grow up. Uh, Welcome the, to the club. Yeah. The first thing is, you know, the first challenge is growing up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. I mean, um, I, I think I just, I've said to myself a couple times, I want to get out of the, the public sector and, and just be my own boss. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know how it is. You're your own boss, but you still work for someone. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and with you getting married soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I, is that date, man? Uh, I want to s- we're looking at November 7th, but, um, you know, still kind of up in the air. Yeah. It depends on the availability of the, of the church and what we want to do after the actual ceremony, whether we want to use the church for um, the reception or if we want to go elsewhere. You know, a lot of that still to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, that's another one of those things of this whole COVID. I feel so bad. For these people that had these big plans and this and that going on, and I mean, it just stomped out everything. My kids, yeah. they had, um, they couldn't go. It was like the last month of school, and everything got, you know, xed out. Mm-hmm. And my youngest was totally fine with it. My oldest was like in tears for a week, mm. and I'm like, babe, you're a sophomore. I'm like, think of these seniors, you know, the seniors, all their proms gone, their all that graduation gone. I'm like, that sucks. But yeah, for for at least you guys are planning a bit in November, so hopefully some stuff will turn around a bit. Well, my fiance leaves uh, this Thursday for her oldest daughter's wedding, which was already planned once for March or April. Mm-hmm. Um, got canceled. Uh, they went ahead and did their like civil ceremony, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago, I think in May. And then uh, they decided, well, we'll do the ceremony with the, you know, friends and family in July. And with the resurgence of cases, especially in Texas, uh, you know, people are backing out. So yeah. it's going to, you know, um, it, it might have a different look. Uh, I know they're going forward with it. 
uh, but it's probably going to have a, a different look than what they originally planned. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's and and uh, I was going to go because it was an opportunity for me to see uh, San Antonio because I, I'd never been there before, and they're oh, originally really? from. Yeah, they're originally like they're kind of from that area. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it, when cases started spiking, um, and, and the DOD came down with protocols, okay, if you travel. Uh, to a state that has a resurgence of cases and you're going to pass through other cities like a layover in an area that has a resurgence of cases, you know, it, it's going to, I mean, there's going to be some severe impacts. So yeah. um, I had to, I had to say, well, you know, can't really risk it. And, uh, and, and you know, management said, yeah, we, we would prefer that you not go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, this has certainly altered our life. I was joking with my daughter earlier today about how, you know, back in 2019, we were doing this. Like, 2019 seems like so long ago, you know, when we were living life, uh, you know, just Normal. freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I, when I joke, I, I, I joke with people, I say, uh, yeah, 2019 B.C., you know, before Corona, before, <laughs> before COVID. Corona, that's funny. Yeah. I yeah. heard of that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, let's face it, man, this world has drastically changed. Um, we're going to live with the impacts for a while. Yeah. And I think as, as veterans, we almost have a responsibility to offer the good that people need right now. Right. It, I think showing off our resiliency towards whatever the obstacles may be, you know, because it was, I, 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 um, you know, obviously we are more in depth with the veteran business owners and this and that, but I saw so many VBOs, I guess, veteran business owners, VRV members, um, just strategically attacking this, what was going on. But then on the other hand, I had in my civilian world, I'm involved with these other, you know, chamber of commerce and this, that. And they were just more or less kind of just shutting the doors and be like, all right, I guess we're going to just wait this out. And that's it. I'm like, it, it was, it was, and I know that's not everywhere, but there was a lot of them down here. And I was like, that's crazy. Why, why are you not adjusted? Why are you not swinging it online or, or seeing what you could do social media wise or this and that? It was just kind of like, all right, well, we'll just hopefully we'll be okay once this is over. Hopefully, I have the funds to write it out. But the the veteran businesses were freaking attacking it. And I was worried for a lot of them for a while. But to my knowledge, at least VRV wise, nobody has shut their doors because of Corona whatsoever, which is pretty freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think um, you know I. I, I think that's something that maybe we seem to not like we have a monopoly on, on the ability, but we seem to know how to adapt and overcome. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain phrases that we learn from our time in uniform that we just kind of throw around and then they become cliche and trivial, <laughs> but really, I mean, adapt and overcome. That's what we're, yeah. we're that's what we're taught to do. We're trained mm-hmm. to do. And, and that's something that we carry over, um, you know, into the civilian life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I'm not saying that we we own the monopoly on that on right, that ability. Right. Uh, right. But I mean, shutting down completely and not thinking about the second and third order effects. Right. Not not just on yourselves, but on the communities that you do business in or mm-hmm. with the welfare of the people that you employ to do your business. Was it really was it really worth that price? Right. You know, mm-hmm. There are so many intangible factors that have to be weighed. And, um, you know, it's just. It's just interesting. I mean, think about the last time this country went through a true pandemic. And, you know, what did they do? Right. And if I remember correctly, the last mass pandemic that we went through, the response was not as widespread and on such a large scale as it is now. So, no, unless you're referring to like, are you referring to like the when we went through the swine flu thing? No, uh, I want to say, I want to say it was in the early 1900s. Oh, like an actual real pandemic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the swine flu the and the bird flu. Stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it literally was, you know, you know, isolated concentrations. Right. It didn't sweep across the world. It didn't have the global effect that uh, mm-hmm. the last one had, or certainly this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know why? Why the mass? Why the mass hysteria? I guess is what I don't understand. I don't either. But we need to find out how to do it where we can get people to buy from veteran businesses like they were the toilet paper when this was kicking off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know did- what I mean. Is there like, a BB? Is there a BBO that specializes in toilet paper? We were trying to figure that out if anybody was, but like, what brought that up with the toilet paper thing? And I'm like, are you guys serious? Do you know what the thing was, Brian? About that is, um, we were when the coronavirus was kicking off. We were up in Denver, and we were going to be up there for solid like it was like a week two weeks i mean it's just in denver but we basically had a hotel because it was a kids volleyball tournament so we let all the food and everything in the house we're like we'll just go grocery shop and we'll get back to include toilet paper and um long you know everything went down to shutdown so we had to come back early so we got here and um you know let's go get toilet paper because we're literally down to three rolls for the entire house Right. And that's when I learned about everybody storming the toilet paper. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Why? <laughs> Why are you guys doing? Right. Like, it blew my mind. So we had to go get, like, it was up at the um, BX up at the Air Force Academy or the commissary up there. They actually had, like, flushable wipes. And we got, a, like, two packs. But thank goodness we weren't, didn't have to use them. But I'm like, what the hell sparked that off? And I need to know how to do it to get consumers to buy yeah think of it think about all the things that people went out it's like a snowstorm right in the south they go out for bread and 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 milk so the next time a pandemic rolls around we'll be ready right we'll have the toilet paper we'll have all the hand sanitizer and the household cleaners 
We'll have it all. Did you hear about that one one dude that got all the um, toilet paper? Like, literally had a garage full of it and then went to go return it. And they're like, no, you're not returning this. I was like, good. <laughs> there, was a, there was a gentleman down here, too. That's, he's got, like, a half a garage full of toilet paper. And I'm like, the hell, man? Like, I got Crohn's disease. I don't go through toilet paper like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy could have turned that into a money-making opportunity just yeah, sell gosh. it at supply and demand right Three yeah times seriously make a profit totally. yeah well now that the it's kind of like weed here weed's legal so it wiped out the black market now that toilet paper is back in stock it wiped out that toilet paper black market <laughs> i can't sell out of his garage anymore <laughs> I, I was uh thinking the other day um you know we have these businesses now that have those glass shields, like at the cash registers. Oh and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine? So COVID has spawned a whole bunch of like cottage industries, right? Yeah. The the, the face, you know, making face masks, yeah. making uh, you know, um, those glass shields. Yeah. You know, those guys are killing it now. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I saw the weirdest one the other day. This dude was wearing... So, remember in in Star Wars where... I, I don't know who it was. It was... um, They were at Jabba the Hutt's thing, but he had, like, this face thing that went over the front. It looked like teeth coming out. Um, anyways, I don't know. I'll just tell you what he was wearing. But it, he, this dude was wearing... It was a plastic shield that literally was, like, four inches wide, went around his face... And had a gap, you know, obviously by his ears it was tight, but in front of his actual face, there was about four inches from his mouth to the face shield. So this thing was just barely hanging on and wrapped around. And I'm like, what the hell is that, dude? Like, <laughs> they, even if you sneeze, stuff's coming out the bottom of it. But I'm like, you're, I, who are you protecting? I'm like, you just look right. like an idiot. And of course I'm staring at him. He's looking at me like I'm the weirdo. But I'm like, um... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that good that thing's doing, but whatever's yeah. helping him out mentally, I guess. So be it. Go for it. Yeah, you know that that false sense of security, right? Well, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. Don't even get me into all that with all this either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, has has your your real your your business as a realtor has that changed? drastically because of covid yeah it freaking sucks because i got no listings right now like usually i always have a listing but everybody's all oh, the market's gonna get slammed and this and our drop and blah 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 it has been hotter than ever we've had the best quarter we've ever had like me with my my team and um i literally have no listings as in like i'm not selling any houses right now. there's nothing in the market because every house that i put up is gone literally within a day so oh, wow. um my buyers i feel bad for my buyers um anybody like out in colorado springs that's like 350 or four hundred thousand dollars or less you better be ready to throw out like cash and like be prouncing on a house it's like the minute it goes on the market like mm -hmm. it is just insane out there mm -hmm. so um it what it's really done is filter out like i call them the door kickers where people are aren't really all that serious in the buying and uh -huh. so it's just got the people that are out there that are that are dead set that have to buy that that not 
not just like, oh, we kind of want to, but we're not sure. Those people are gone. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, yeah, it's been good. How's it? I mean, I don't know how much you're in with real estate down there, but how's what's it like for you guys? I mean, people are, it looks like people are buying, you know, mm-hmm. people are selling. Um, well, interest rates are like at 2.6, which oh, is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, like, uh, so when you do showings, mm-hmm. still doing showings with like, you know, wearing so, a mask and all that or. Yeah. So, so when this whole thing back up to what, February, March, um, oh, wow. There's a Tesla getting towed out in front of my house right now. I've never seen a Tesla on the back of a pickup on a flatbed. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny is by, by one of my old bosses back at um in California, he had this Prius. Uh-huh. And he was this big giant I mean the dude is a monster. I call them panda hands because he's just got these big old paws for hands. And um he always sat in this little Prius and he had a mini, but he had this Prius and he looked like the character off of that Incredibles movie that he's all big and he squeezes into that little car. Uh-huh. So, like exact same thing. But his Prius died on him. The battery died. So that Prius, I, I forgot what year it was made, but since it was all battery, he mm-hmm. couldn't put it into part or into drive or even neutral so we could back it out to put cables on it, to tow it out or try to jumpstart it. So we had, right. I brought my Jeep around because we like lived in the desert. So I had my Jeep up on the corner of his house. Mm-hmm. We had three connections, three jumper cables all connecting all together. <laughs> His car through the garage, side garage door, oh, um, wow. started it up. But anyway, oh, I guess it was that Tesla that, that sparked it up. Sorry, I'm such a squirrel. <laughs> That's um, <all> right. <laughs> so, um, no, but um, so going back to when this is first starting off, I had um, a listing, and this is people were like, um, people didn't really know what was going on with the corona stuff, this and that. They didn't know what was, what was going on with the. Um, how, how we're, are we doing mass or what's going on? Um, but with me, my best way to get clients is open houses. I love meeting people face to face. I'm not one of those cold calling realtors. that's like blah, blah, blah. I, I don't like that used car salesman stuff. Anyways, I was like, I'm doing an open house. And um, I got a call from like, it was three, three agents that were like, it shows you're doing an open house this Saturday. Are you sure you're going to do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. There's nothing that says I can't. You know, my clients right. are fine with it. I had to have my clients sign a waiver mm-hmm. saying that they understand uh, whatever risks. So it's basically like, look, if these people are, they want to come in, they want to wear masks. Well, at the time, we weren't even doing the mask thing yet. It was just the mm-hmm. hand sanitizer stuff. Like, I'll have hand sanitizer there. They want to come in and do their thing, and so be it. But if you don't, then don't. Um, that's that's kind of my feeling towards everything right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I did the open house, and the lady that was giving me a hard time, I found out she had a listing. And um, it didn't get sold till like, two weeks after everything. When that house, it actually went under contract 5000 over asking. It was actually the day before I did the open house. Then I did the open house, and we had four more backup offers. But wow. um, yeah, I'll 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 push and do whatever I need to to you know sell a house. Um, well, I won't say whatever I need to. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I'm not. At that time, she was. I think she was mad because 
I think her clients were kind of wanting to, her to do an open house, and mm-hmm. she wasn't. But I was like, no, I'm doing it. So yeah, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, yeah. You can that- sit back in your office and hope that yours will sell, but otherwise, I'm gonna be. It's kind of like fishing for me with 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 selling houses. You know, I I don't sit there and wait for the bobber to go under. I get aggressive with my bait and mm-hmm. <laughs> throw it out there and, and nail them. Dude, right. I like that shirt, man. I keep eyeballing that shirt. That thing is sweet. I, I got I got this for my uh, my fiance got this for uh, for me for my birthday or no for Father's Day. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. and, and I don't know if you saw the. Uh, I don't know if you can see that or see that oh, sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had stickers made. So uh, yeah. So now. Uh, when we ship out flags, it'll come with um, it'll come with a sticker, and then she also um, had uh, boxes made um, that just fit per- like where the flags can our, our small size flags fit perfectly, um, mm. like dimension wise. Yeah. Uh, they might be an inch longer and an inch um, inch wider, and they're definitely. Uh, um, the boxes are deep enough uh, to accommodate packaging and stuff like that. So now I have a I have a stack of like 50 boxes here, um, still still corded up and and ready to be used. Yeah, so she got that all all lined up. So uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Now yeah. I just got to make some flags and ship them out. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I got for those listening. He's got a he's got this great shirt on. He's got kind of a tattered american flag and then of course the moose walking moose silhouette and it. it looks cool man i really like yeah, it sorry that sun's coming in on me here so like, oh okay uh, <laughs> no daylight out there huh well i guess yeah it's six o'clock here so i got about two hours two and a half hours left of sunshine i've only mm-hmm. been to colorado once really yeah i've been to denver i was uh, i was in denver for uh um for an army conference um, back in the day, mm-hmm. we were uh, getting a preview of the new of the new tanks and Bradleys that the army oh, really? was going to get fielded. Yeah, so that oh. was pretty cool. I went running through downtown <laughs> one day, and I said, uh, "There are too many hills here," <laughs> so uh, I, I went right back. I, I didn't I didn't run far. I went back I was to the hotel. Say that elevation didn't get you either. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd like to come out to Colorado. I'd like to go s- try my, tr- you know, try my hand at uh, skiing and Vail. Oh yeah, and, you know, Vail's great. Bracken- you'd love Breckenridge, and you'll uh-huh. see some moose out there too. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, I gotta bring back a. I gotta bring me back a, a pet moose. <laughs> That'll be good for business, right? <laughs> Funny, you see all these tourists. Um, even in like Estes Park, there's elk everywhere. Well, here in Colorado Springs, we'll have. Whitetail, longhorn, um, antelope, and then bear. There's uh-huh. bear all the time. We were down at Garden of the Gods. It was last week. I was like, why the hell is everybody stopping? Because my daughter wanted to take pictures. Gorgeous, gorgeous area. Right. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys all looking at? They're like, there's a big-ass bear. Yeah. But, yeah, there's actually something for you, Mr. Workout. Look up the Manitou Incline. I'll shoot you a link of it. Manitou yeah. Incline, M A N I T O U, it's an incline. Uh-huh. 
That thing is a beast. It goes, um, it's basically taller than the, like, the amount of stairs is, like, 2,700 stairs, I think, altogether. And it goes, I think, point an eighth of a mile horizontally within, um, Oh, I forgot what the thing is. I'm going to have to just look this up because I'm going to say stupid crap. Basically, it's damn near vertical. And you're mm. walking up like even taller than the Empire State Building. It is just mm. insane. And you're at this elevation too. So you're starting already at what? 6,800, 7,000 7, you know, right. feet above sea level already. So, yeah, it's it's insane. But Manitou Incline, it'd be young. Yeah. It's I, a beast. I'm uh, I'm looking at a, uh, a a picture of it. Yeah. Uh, it says it's closed, but um, the, there's a picture of a lady just running or jogging up it. And I'm like, I'm already oh, yeah. thinking, hey, more power to you. I hope you last all the way. <laughs> <laughs> she planned on jogging the whole way. There's, uh, yeah, there's yeah. people that, um, actually, I'm going to send you this picture right now. Um They'll have competitions for basically running and up and down it as many who can do it the most and, you know, record time, blah, blah, blah. I look at it and uh, that's enough for me. <laughs> right. It says uh, the record holders, and I guess this is what, hours maybe? I don't know. 1745 and 2007. No, that's probably minutes. Oh. That's dang. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So. Empire State Building, all the way up to the top of the antenna, is 1,454 feet. Oh, elevation gain. Uh-huh. Elevation gain. Manitou incline, 1,982 feet. 41% uh-huh. average grade. Mm. It's a beast. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No, thanks. But um, I know the Army trains out there a lot, and it's all basically... Um, Railroad ties that are out there is is the steps. Mm. So it's um mm. to wake up. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, trying to think what else, man. Yeah, just uh, you know, mm. I, I felt like we needed to kind of like uh, put our heads together and and just you know maybe encourage our community to um, you know whatever whatever they're going through personally or professionally because of everything that's going on mm-hmm. uh, you know st- stick with the fight for for lack of a better word or way yeah. of putting it you know and um you know this is a prime opportunity where our mentality our training of serving our communities uh can really come into play and have an impact uh, mm-hmm. i know i mean you and i both know conditions out there aren't the most optimal um but you know it's better for us if we're more measured and deliberate in our how we respond to things rather than to react because someone's tapped our knee and we we you know you know we 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 come out with these knee-jerk reactions Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I mean, you, you touched on it before. This that this is exactly what people want. They want to get under people's skin, um, 
and they they want to they want to see us blow up um and you know it doesn't it doesn't the fires need to be put out instead of staying right. in, instead of staying lit and burning yeah and and you know proverbially speaking or figuratively speaking the country's on fire and yeah. uh we we the you know the sad thing is you know we're bringing we're raising up our children in this environment and our children need to see us being more responsive staying above the fray rather than drowning ourselves in it mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because that's that's the impact that they're gonna have um you know going forward yeah, I, I, I really, I, you know, I think you nailed it on the head, man. The, um, there's so many people out there, it seems like, walking around with the gas cans looking for fires that they could, you know, restart back up or add to. And uh, it's like, come on. But, uh, right. you know, even with my kids, I'm like, look, step back, research it. You know, it, it's especially on, on all these different social media platforms, man. You've got so many keyboard warriors out there when you're like, just step back, take take a second, and before you start throwing all this crap at me, um, do some research. You know, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, but you're not you're not gonna get a reaction or whatever thing out of me directly towards you or whatever. It's it's your free speech. You do what you want. That's great. You know. Yeah, I think I think my message to my message to people is. Before you throw out allegations like silence is compliance, or if you, don't, uh, you know, if you don't if you don't speak out, you're part of the problem. My, yeah. my my response to them is you have no idea, you have no idea what's going through my mind. Right. You have no exactly. idea why I'm choosing to stay silent. Um, you have no idea, you know, your just, history. Yeah, you, you don't you don't speak for me. No. You know? no. Uh, let me figure it out. Mm -hmm. Get get off your high horse and um you know, engage me in conversation or discussion. Yeah. And if I say something that disagree that is not aligned with how you feel, you know, so be it. But don't don't uh, don't lump me in with what you think is the problem. Right, right, you know? exactly. No, exactly. And it's, so. yeah, I, the whole silence is violence thing, I, I do not understand that. And, and that's that's what the words, the message as I was getting to direct towards the BRV that I was kind of leaning towards a bit, but that's, oh, silence is violence. No, it's in my eyes. No, because that's not what the VRV's not political whatsoever. So don't uh -huh. bump it into any of that. But I'm like, my neighbor's over here. His wife's white. Her husband's black. My my neighbors, right? I think they're like Palestine, like Palestinian or something. And somebody else on the other side's Indian. They're always making curry like crazy. <laughs> neighbors across the street are Mexican, and then I've got uh, older white couple catty corner over but i like our neighborhood is so mixed and uh -huh. you don't see it as everybody's 
everybody's normal. You know, I had when I had um, Joe with Refuse Nation on because he's I, down in in Virginia as well. Um, but he was talking about like the racism and stuff, and he's like, "Dude, I was in Colorado with Colorado Springs, man. I never had any of that whatsoever." He's like, "Till I moved out here," and I was like, "Really?" And um, but it was kind of nice for him to say because I never. It wasn't until I joined the military and people I learned about the different slangs, the different this and that things that were just never brought up with me. Being like, we had neighbors up the street that they were a black family and they had a black Santa, but that was their thing. That's what they did. So it, was, it wasn't a big deal, you know. And um, and. Uh, you know, it was it was cool, but we never thought of that like as like a race thing, like growing up as a kid. And I'm just like, we just never. I mean, unless my privilege was taking over and I didn't see it, but um, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no, and I've got um. I won't get into that one, but uh, it was kind of nice to hear Joe say, uh, like here in the Springs, he's like, I never, I never felt that way, man. Everything, everybody was treated equal, and I'm sure there are. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are pockets and this and that, but mm-hmm. you know, with me growing up as a kid there, or, you know, people say that you know I live on the north side of town and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, we got the same people everywhere. It, right. it, you know, it's like. It's almost like the reverse racism kind of thing, you know? And this is like white people telling me this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what what are you what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's what really kind of drives me up a wall and but I won't I won't get into any of that. But no <laughs> man, I it's a mess out there right now. And I think really people should just step back and and do some research and talk and have a conversation and have an open mind to other people's opinions and understand mm-hmm. where they're coming from whether it's whatever it is whatever it is you know mm-hmm. so you can be empathetic you can listen to people it's not going to hurt your feelings so well it might hurt your feelings but it's not going to kill you <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the uh you know what it really boils down to and i and i really hate this phrase because it just shows uh, passive aggressiveness, but, uh, you know, agree to disagree and then just move on, you know, um, it may not be the best solution, but you can agree to disagree and then move along together with your, your lives or you can let it just rip you apart Mm -hmm. and, and you could just stay angry for, you know, for, whatever reason for however long yeah um just just know that if you don't take the high road um or that if you can't agree to disagree uh it's going to have detrimental effects not only on yourself but those around you right exactly Um, and, and you know i say all that because i've learned that lesson the hard way you know uh there are plenty of things that i could stew about um, you know, based on my personal experiences, mm-hmm. but there's got to come a point in time where I just got to, you know, let that off my shoulders and, mm-hmm. and just on. Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately our, our leaders on the national stage aren't helping matters. Um, yeah, both sides. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. And I think that we're, we're, we're looking to them we have the expectation that they should 
solve all the problems. Right. Right. Fix the, fix the problems. Uh, yeah. And if they don't, then we just assign labels to them. Oh, well, mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't say what you what we wanted you to say makes you a racist. Mm-hmm. No, that's. You know, should are they wrong for not saying what you wanted them to say? Maybe. But again, that's based on your personal perspective. Right. right. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking to leaders to solve our problems, you're looking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's another lesson we need to learn here. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's have, funny. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I had a pastor say once that, you know, this side of eternity, uh, humanity is just going to let you down. You know, mm, that's and, and, it, and it's so true. Yeah. Because we're so flawed mm-hmm. that sooner or later we're going to we're going to disappoint people. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And people are going to hurt you. And, you know, it's it's funny because I, I was going to bring up um, Adrian with Caltech Designs. Obviously, we talk a lot, but he's you know, our views, political views differ a lot. And, you know, there's certain news stations he's more accustomed to and this and that we both bounce around it but we'll give each other crap like all the time mm-hmm. and we know that you know and that's that's just it but it's like if someone else was listening into our conversations one of these cancel culture people uh right <laughs> they would lose their minds but i'm like no this is a conversation with me and adrian and we know we're junk we know where we stand with whatever but we don't let that affect our not only friendship, but then our working relationship with everything. Um, And that's, and that's it. And that's the thing is like, I don't, I'm not, as long as the other person is, is up for listening and accepting whatever, like I'm totally fine. Well, not even that. I don't like, I'll talk and listen to anybody. They don't have to accept whatever. It's just nice to have civil conversations. I really don't get into political stuff whatsoever, even in regular, because I'm, I seriously, I'm over that stuff as much as I am COVID right now. It is just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, we got to find some good in the world. And we, well, there is tons, but I think it needs to be highlighted more. And, um, yeah, maybe, maybe we should do something like that, Brian. Like doing, um, like, um, almost like a racket thing or, um, doing good for others like what did you do good this week for somebody else like paying it forward stock type stuff you know what i mean yeah uh that would be good i think uh you know <laughs> you were talking about doing some research and, and i've you know some of the good things that i've seen out there you know john krasinski from the office yeah. um, and uh and and then he was in uh the movies 13 hours He's also in the Amazon series, uh, Jack Ryan, based on mm-hmm. Tom Clancy novels. He had a thing called Some Good News. And, oh, uh, I've never seen yeah. that. His little yeah. ghetto. And, yeah. And, and he's, uh, he's uh, you know, he, he always featured something that was, you know, the, the good news story of the, of the day or of the week. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, that idea is already, is already out there. We just, Dang you know. It. We just got to find it, find a different way of channeling it, you know, Veterans. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we feature, uh, maybe we feature uh, a VBO and say, hey, uh, you know, say, 
you know, this VBO did this for his or her community this week. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, well, something to think about. We can maybe look into a bit more. Yeah, that. make make it a weekly recurrence. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's talk about that more offline, man. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, on even, that note. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's getting past someone's bedtime. Um, yeah, man. No, it was. I'm glad you you're because I mean you messaged me what two days ago. We're like, hey, yeah. you want to talk and da da da. Like, yeah. So I love love having conversations with you, man. So um, that was good. And anybody listening that wants to talk, if you want to have a podcast of either me or Brian or whatever, jump on, talk about whatever, share some stories. Let us know. Um, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, man. No, I hope all goes well for you out there. I hope um, you're yep. getting over this Corona stuff, brother. And um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's about it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's let's think about uh, what we want to do for our next chat. Okay, sounds good, dude. All right. Well, you have a good one, man. You too. Take care. All right. See you, buddy. Take care. Bye. Thank you for supporting businesses listed on the VRB. You can find this business and other vetted businesses and nonprofits at veteransreferringveterans.com. The listings on the website have been personalized with product photos and direct contact information. Thank you again for your support.